Welcome to another episode of the Ignite Your Mind podcast, a safe place for real talk on discovering powerful stories, talking about mental health, real business journeys, and hearing inspiring stories. My name's Sanjay Patel, and I'm a transformational life coach. And this week, I have another special guest that is Lynette Catherine. Lynette has one of those stories about money, which is almost like a taboo topic these days. Having been in debt myself, I can completely relate to Lynette's story. She talks us through how she got into debt, her spending habits on things that made her, well, what she thought feel good, how it spiraled out of control, and then the magical aha moment when she knew that something had to be done. One thing that struck me about Lynette's story is the debt-free community she found, which turned everything around for her. If you are, have been, or know someone in financial difficulty, this is definitely a story for you. I hope you enjoy. All right, so welcome to another episode of the Ignite Your Mind podcast with myself, Sanjay Patel. And again, 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 I've got these special guests. Quite a different topic that we're probably going to speak about today, but I think it's definitely one that warrants speaking about and definitely from a story perspective. Um, so I'm really, really pleased and really happy that I've um, that Lynette has agreed to jump on and speak about her story. So without further ado, Lynette, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, how are you? Good, I'm very well, thank you, very well. How are you coping in lockdown? Like, we just, just in case you're listening to this, we're, we're, we're kind of coming out of it, I don't know, like, we're kind of coming out of it, but we're still yeah. there a little bit. Still thereabouts. Um, it's been all right for me. I was supposed to be getting married, so I've had to cancel oh, that. no. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Still sorting that out. Really? So yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare. Thank God for a wedding insurance, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Have, have um, you managed to get it rebooked that, at all? Or? No, so um, the place we booked it with really didn't do us many favours in terms of that. They gave me like two options. It was either you cancel it or you rebook it for next year. But if you rebook it for next year, you have to pay next year's prices. So it was basically like us cancelling and rebooking either way. Right. So um, I haven't rebooked it. We don't know what we're going to do. We're either going to have a small ceremony here or we're going to go get married abroad somewhere. I mean, I can suppose it's probably quite difficult for even like wedding hosts and wedding planners to all of a sudden have their yeah. whole industry taken out from them. So, yeah, um, definitely. You can see it from both sides of the, uh, both sides of the circles it were like, yeah, you know, Absolutely. from a business point of view, it's their, that's their livelihood. But then from a bride and groom's point of view or bride and bride, whatever you, 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 you save your whole life for a wedding. Yeah. you dream of it and it's, yeah. it's a massive yeah it's a massive thing isn't it um okay well look yeah fingers crossed uh, i wish you would have been <laughs> get that sorted out and whatever you do um good luck yeah um, okay you. but we're not here to talk about your wedding we're here to talk about no. you lynette let's talk about let's t- take me back take me back to what lynette was like as a child growing up like what type of what type of kid were you um i was yeah i like to think quite quite out quite happy, outgoing, loud, too loud, loud, loud kid. Um, I in school, um, I had quite a lot of friends, which was great. And then went to high school. Uh, that's when I started to become a little bit, because you were thrown into a high school environment and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, people. what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but that's when I first started to become a little bit less shy, I guess. Well, a little bit less out there. I was a bit more shy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not really, I wasn't really that academic in school because I kind of saw boys and was like, oh, boys. Yeah. What is <laughs> I want to be boys. Yeah. Okay. You know? yeah. So 
um, school wasn't, I wasn't that academic. And then I started to apply myself and I did come out of really good grades. Um, but I enjoyed school. Growing up, it was fine as a kid. I was your average, average kid, I guess, average yeah. high school kid. So, oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay. And then uh, what did you do after school uh, when you turned to what, was it 16, 17, 18? Yeah. God, that seems like ages ago now. Mm. Um, I went to college. I did, I ended up doing BTEC A-levels. I really struggle with exams. I'm not great with exams, but I suffer very badly with anxiety, so I don't do exams very good. Right. And so I did A-levels in BTEC. I did BTEC, BTEC A-levels in law history and business and i came out of that with the highest grades you can get which i was really pleased about i know and then i well uh, thank you <laughs> um, i applied for university oh my screen's gone off i applied for university i got in but i decided to defer for a year because i didn't know if university was what i wanted to do mm-hmm. because the july before i was supposed to be going to university i went to tanzania for a month nice okay and I uh, climbed Kilimanjaro, I taught children out there and oh, amazing. Went, I just loved it. I loved that experience. And I was like, I don't think education's my way. I just want to get into the world and I want to go traveling. Yeah. So I decided to go to university and I would go into the travel industry because to me at that time, that was my way of getting into travel. So I went and did an apprenticeship at Thomas Cook. Um, which was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I got my friendship qualification through that and um, my level two and level three in travel and tourism. And then I left Thomas Cook and that's kind of when everything started going a bit downhill, I guess. But okay. I didn't end up going to university. I study, I do study part-time now though. I am with the Open University studying part-time, which I really enjoy. Amazing. So, what are you studying at the moment? I'm studying sport, health, and exercise science. So okay. I love fitness. I love going to just personal. So. Yeah, absolutely. Working on yourself, right? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Agree more. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I just want to go back a little bit because you mentioned something that, academically wise, you weren't you weren't so much on that, and you said you 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 had a quite uh, bad anxiety. Yeah. Uh, so exams were my hated it absolutely and i think that's why i really struggled with right okay and the anxiety of school how how did you how did you deal with that at the time um mm, you talk to my parents would probably say she was a nightmare because <laughs> she acted <laughs> out <laughs> um yeah. i don't think i did deal with it at the time to be honest it wasn't until i turned well until later on in life i did start to deal with that through going through the gp route but mm-hmm. younger i deal with it that much I just was like I've got to do it there's no other choice because I think when you're in school they don't really when I was in school mm-hmm. um I only had the choice of for my GCSEs and that was in sport yeah and the rest of it you couldn't do so it was a case of you suck it up and get on with it really for school yeah for the anxiety yeah. um, and then when you come into sort of later life did you did you mm-hmm. think well actually like obviously now you're a bit older like well, actually, like now I've kind of got to 
address this. I've kind of got to look at it because, mm. you know, anxiety is, is, is thrown about quite a lot. The word anxiety is thrown about yeah. quite a lot. And there's lots of different types of anxiety um, that you can get. Some get it, mm. you know, quite mildly. Some get it really, really deep and it can affect everything they do. Um, but it's just how you, how you process it and how you deal with it. Yeah. Um, so how yeah. have you dealt with it sort of now, like later on in life? So now I'm on medication for it. So I tried to do time for talk through the doctors, um, but part of my anxiety was with work at the time as well. I couldn't take time off work. If I took time off work, I didn't get paid. If I didn't get paid, I couldn't pay my bills. So I didn't go through time to talk because I, I physically, that induced more anxiety for me. Yeah. Um, and I just physically couldn't bring myself to take the time off work. And then um, I tried beta blockers because I didn't want to take antidepressants or any anti-anxiety medication um, at all. I had this real thing in my head like, no, that means I failed. I, I can't fail. Yeah. What, um, what is beta blockers? Uh, what is that? What is that? Beta blockers? Uh, beta blockers reduce the rate of the heart. So it, like it's a, I think it's a reducing rate of the heart. Like it reduces your heartbeat down to a more, okay. it just calms the heartbeat down because it obviously when I was when I was getting panic attacks, you feel like you're having a heart attack. Like mm -hmm. it's horrendous. So okay. they tried me on them. I didn't like them because I didn't do anything for my mental side. Right. Um, and then they said, right, we're going to try you on some antidepressants and see if that curbs the anxiety. And then I eventually gave in about two, three months later. And I was like, yeah, okay. And that was the best decision mm -hmm. at the time. So. And how long have you been on those, if you don't mind me asking? Mm, I've been on them for about five to six years now. Okay. So. The reason why I ask is because this is a big topic and some of my previous guests who were actually on them as well, um, mm. a lot of them have the same views and perception as you do when it comes to taking yeah. any form of, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs to help your mental state. And some, some, if not most don't like them because obviously what it does, mm. it suppresses you. It doesn't actually deal with the problem, but in terms yeah. of getting you in a, a state where you can actually live a normal life, it does obviously help that angle of it. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, so would you say now, five years later, that you're grateful that you, you you're on them? And are you yeah. moving forward? Are you like, well, am I going to be on these for the rest of my life? Like, or do I want to come off them? Or how do I, what what's your thoughts around that? So I'm yeah, I'm really grateful. I took yeah. the decision to do it because my life was just I was having panic attacks like weekly on the bus. Right. Like I just could do it so right, i'm so right. glad i took um and they really did help as much as it pains me to admit mm -hmm. it they made the right decision at the time um going forward i would love to come off them and i mm -hmm. find that going to the gym really helps that side of my brain and i actually think that would be a lot better so good isn't if it I did come off them, focus everything onto that because for me that's my escape mm -hmm. i just switch off as soon as i get to the gym um but yeah i would like to come off them eventually mm -hmm. eventually yeah. i'm on a lower dose so okay I'm working my way out, so. okay amazing amazing yeah no you're so right when you said about fitness and exercise like i've i've embraced in lockdown being able to run now and actually got well into it like yeah. i i can consistently do like 10k runs now like they're not easy oh, i feel wow. like i'm feel like i've died and come back like about 20 times around, <laughs> around the run but like but 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 for your mental state and just for your mental health like mm. you've got to protect it right you've got to do yeah. everything you can and yeah. i've realized yeah and i've realized now like whoa like just doing that little run or that big run or medium run or whatever yeah. like god 
yeah, it completely changes yeah. the game. So, um, yeah, I, I, it really does. I don't really think it matters how long, like you're saying, like even if it's a little run or a big run, mm. it doesn't matter. You've done something, your brain will thank you for it because it releases those, those feel good endorphins. So, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, good, good. I love that. Um, okay, cool. Um, so you just said earlier about when it started to go downhill. Mm-hmm. This is why we're really here. So talk us through what happened at the start when it started to go downhill. So I decided to do my apprenticeship. That I guess was the beginning of it because apprenticeships are not well paid. Well, it depends mm-hmm. what apprenticeship you do, but yeah. they're not well paid at all. Yeah. So I was earning £400 a month. Okay. Uh, as a 19 year old and obviously when you're 19 you want to go out you want to yeah. have everything yeah. you know you're living your life um and I met my boyfriend shortly after I started my friendship and he had already moved out he was living with one of my friends so I was like oh I basically met him and moved straight in with him okay. so obviously money goes down 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 you don't especially yeah. with 400 a month I mean that's uh, nothing so what what would you so, spend that 400 pound on like when you first started the apprenticeship like where would it go um a car so mm-hmm. in car insurance uh petrol eating out yeah drinking going out um clothes makeup hair yes, yes, no, yes. the normal thing normal material stuff. yeah yeah normal lot, stuff. yeah yeah and then you start to think oh that hasn't gone far enough now so um, you get those lovely letters through the door saying, would you like a credit card? <laughs> the temptation and then starts. Thought, yeah, that's when the temptation starts. And you get them through as soon as you're 18. You're like, no, mm. no, no. So though they know, they're like, oh, she's turning 18 today. Here you go. Yeah. This is what you can have. Um, so when I moved out and started living with him and earning 400 pounds a month, I was like, I can't. I need, I want, I'd like more money to be able to go out and keep up with this lifestyle and be able to pay towards food and bills and such like mm-hmm. um so i took a credit card out credit card out and i was really good at the beginning i paid off since i got it pay it off and then um i was, I was like oh you want a holiday so i went on holiday this was all the same year like the year before yeah. i was even 20 and then um i paid to go on my holiday obviously when you're on holiday you want to have nice clothes for it etc etc what, what was then, the sorry what was the limit on that first credit card you got it was a thousand pounds actually okay okay which i think i think i think that's quite normal from what i've looked at when i've yeah. done a bit of research into it i think that's quite normal i mean mm-hmm. it should be, but i think yeah. it is yeah okay. um okay. I, yeah i blew that pretty darn quickly i think within the first three months that was maxed Right. Okay. Um, and obviously, earning four hundred pound a month, you uh, I couldn't pay that off. Mm-hmm. That's when you start going down this circle. And then me and my boyfriend decided to move out, go our own place, rent our own place. Um, so that's when I was twenty. It was a year later. And when you move out, you want all the new things. Um, and my wages went up to eight hundred pound a month. So I was earning double, but it still wasn't enough to live the life I've wanted to live that I've been accustomed to I guess from spending on credit cards um and at the time as well my boyfriend was a fisherman Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't know 
when he from one day to the next how much money he was bringing home mm-hmm. okay. very tempting and he started on the card we'll just put this on the card we'll put, put this on the card and you start putting food on the card like food shopping on the card and i think that's when i was like oh no this is not a good idea mm-hmm. um, and i got another card and then so that the new card i got second one was still a thousand pound limit but they'd increased my first one to like three thousand pounds so i had four grand <laughs> so they so they are oh, this is this is a real real sticking point because i've had this in the oh, past as well they do it yeah. automatically as well they just send you a letter through saying we've increased your balance to three thousand pounds from a thousand pound or whatever it, yeah. at the same time you're probably thinking okay that's probably not good but i'm not going to do anything Right. Exactly. So what? what, So talk us through your thought processes when then that was happening. Like all of a sudden, now you've got another two thousand pounds or whatever it was. Like what was going on for you then? So in my head, I was like, "Oh, more money, more money." But in my heart, I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop!" But I couldn't because I you you kind of get this you. In my head, I kind of saw it as like free money as well because I was like, I don't really have to be. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was accountable to it at the time. I guess that's the right way of saying it. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really feel like I was held accountable accountable for it because I was paying minimum on it. I, as far as I was concerned, I spent on it and it was back of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's awful when you get those. Well, it's not awful. It's, it's good when you get those things through. Like your credit limits increased, or here's another card, but it's not. Mm. It's not game so I yes yeah, so we had two credit cards at that point about a four thousand pound limit I think between them and then we continued spending because his job still wasn't and my job was still earning 800 pound a month he still didn't know what he was bringing home we had all the bills to pay it was just us two and a flat now rent as well where we live it's really expensive so we didn't you just start spending and it adds up. And I don't think you realize how much it adds, it adds up until you mm-hmm. get that sudden realization. So we had that. Then the next year, so when I was, what, 21, 22, 21? So you were still quite young um, when this was all happening, right? Oh, my God. Started escalating. Honestly, yes, I was young. But I, I think because I was so young as well, I just thought, oh, I can deal with this when I'm 30. I don't need to deal mm. with this right now. Life in my twenties, live my life, teenage, yeah. like yeah, nineteen was when I got my first card, and then I had probably racked up about four or five grand debt by the time I was twenty-one. Mm. What, like maxed out credit cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we just yeah. spent because I wanted new furniture. I wanted to still go on holiday with my friends. I wanted to still have nice clothes. It's that peer pressure you get with un unbeknown peer pressure of keeping up mm-hmm. with the Joneses. So um, yeah, we we maxed it all out. And then, <laughs> then I was like, right, I'm going to consolidate this. I had this realization one day, I was like, right, I need to consolidate this debt. So I moved it all onto another card, but I didn't cancel the other two. So uh, I didn't freak. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, um, I, I'm 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 saying that because I did exactly the same thing, and I know yeah. exactly what you mean. The balance transfer options are great, right? Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, if they're used correctly, they are amazing. Yeah. What yeah. you're doing. But the, the the worry is that you don't cancel down the other ones yeah. for whatever reasons. Now, I got a question around that. So, 
you did the balance mm-hmm. transfer, you got a new credit card, yeah. paying less interest or no interest or whatever. Now you've got the two credit cards, right? That are money, you've got money on them. Yeah. Before you started using them, well, when mm-hmm. you cleared them, what was your initial thought process then? I thought, clear them so that then when you're paying off, you're not paying interest. Mm-hmm. And then cancel them and close them. Mm-hmm. That's immediately what I thought. I was like, that's, that was my thought process when I was applying for the balance transfer card. I was like, right, cancel them, close them, get a hold of this. Just, it won't take you long because at that point it was five, five grand-ish. It was like, it won't take you long. Mm-hmm. Pay that off. Um, and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I changed jobs again. And I was earning a little bit more money. The travel industry does not pay well at all. Yeah. Um, so I was earning a little bit more money, but I was working in a call center selling luxury holidays. And that was a, I was on probation for the whole time um, of until you hit your target, you will not get your commission and you won't, your pay fluctuates basically. So I had no security of job there. I was renting somewhere and my pay, although it was better, was still not enough mm-hmm. to need. So although I had the good intention of closing those cards after the balance transfer, I, I couldn't, I felt like I could do it because I felt trapped in what was happening in that I wasn't earning enough money. The anxiety of the job that I had in that if I didn't meet my targets, I might not have a job, etc., etc. So I started spending, emotional spending, a big one. What I did a lot mean? of that during that time. Um, spending money because I thought that would help how I was feeling. Right. That made me happy. Okay. But it doesn't make what, you what, happy. What kind all. of things were you Double buying? Time. Um, so I used to go out and buy like a nice bottle of perfume. So I think, well, that made me feel, feel nice, feel better, but mm. I wouldn't buy like a 30 mil bottle. I'd buy a hundred mil bottle and yeah. buy the, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't thinking of just buy the smallest, buy the smallest, or I'd go out and buy like a 300 pound handbag. Mm-hmm. So I thought I want, I want a nice handbag, like, you know, or shoes bad for trainers I thought, or oh, buy some new vans or something or some new nikes it's all on the credit card still yeah all on the credit card so yeah your, your wages that you're actually getting paid what were you spending that on at the time so that was being spent on mostly the rent mm-hmm. and bills day-to-day bills like your water and your council tax um and then the credit cards were being spent on food shopping each week and um my emotional spending yeah. and anything we wanted to or holidays basically that was our free money or play money i guess yeah, you could say yeah. so like at that point how much of your wages were you spending on paying your credit cards off every month so i only paid minimum and the minimum amount for my balance transfer which I had the highest amount on was 25 or 30 pound a month because i did this offer mm-hmm. thing so that was that and the other one i think i was the other one I paid a bit more off. I think I paid about fifty pound a month off. So probably between seventy-five and hundred pound a month. My wages went on paying the debt, but I was spending more than. I mean, the math doesn't even it doesn't yeah. even add up. Like. But do you know what? Do you know what's funny is that at, at the time when you were doing that, there's such like a psychological mm-hmm. thought about okay, yeah. at seventy pound a month is actually not that much to pay off. Yeah, pay. definitely. 
say. regardless of how much you're spending, you're thinking, how much do I need to pay off these credit yeah. cards every month, right? Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the psychological barrier, which you've got. It's like a, a big sort of chunk or a block of like actually what you're spending yeah. and actually what you're trying to pay off. And it's a real yeah. easy trap to fall in because you think it's okay. Oh, so easy. So, so easy. Mm. Like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, actually. You do. You do think it's okay. You think, oh, that's a tiny amount. I can afford that much money to pay off a month. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's well. Okay. <laughs> so that was my aim, to pay it all off. And then I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what went wrong. I just think, I think my brain was just like, no, we're not doing that right now. Okay, so what, what were you at? Um, so how old were you when you, so what, 22, 23? 22, 23, yeah. Oh, it was about that point. And I had about five to seven grand by that age, 23. Yeah, and credit cards. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Outstanding to, to pay. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so then what happened after that? So after that, we moved again. We moved flat and... I got another job and it was a much better paying job and it was much better for my anxiety. Like that is completely different. So I work in the NHS. It's a completely different, different kind of fish. I didn't have the pressure on me of the commission and you're not going to have a job in one. Yeah. So I changed jobs and we moved. And at that point, my other still, even though my ways were had increased, it still hadn't increased enough for our life that we had become accustomed to mm, okay. of going out at the weekend, like Friday, Saturday and Sunday, going out for dinner, going for drinks, going on holiday. Like we'd go on holiday two, three times a year. And this is all on the credit cards. All on the credit cards. Yeah. So, so, so weekends, uh, just to touch on that, because this is quite a, um, it's quite a popular thing to do on the weekends obviously mm -hmm. that you work during the week then you want to go out the weekends when you went out on that well that friday come around obviously you get excited because mm -hmm. you finish your work on the friday you've got the weekend did you have yeah. any thought process to be like okay i can't go out and spend more than 50 pound this weekend or did you just be like i'm doing this and i'm spending whatever i'm doing this and i'm spending whatever and i'll deal with the consequences when they come yeah and I actually think a lot of people have that attitude. hundred percent. I had the same same attitude during my twenties, mm -hmm. and it was ridiculous. Yeah. That's obviously how it just scales out of control. Um, yeah, and it does. It really does. It spirals out of control when you start going out to eat. Isn't isn't the cheapest of things, especially when you think, "Oh, I've got food at home. What am I doing?" Um, but you know, going out to eat, going on holidays, and we wouldn't go for a freestyle ho holiday. We'd go your five star top of the range because <laughs> yeah. to me i'm like i own this money i want to have a good time yeah. my brain just wasn't uh, looking back now i'm thinking oh my god what were you doing but at the time you don't think that because no. you think i want this lifestyle i want to i want that i want that lifestyle and i'll do whatever i can to get that lifestyle therefore i will spend whatever i need to spend to get it yeah yeah so and i just kept spending and spending and spending until it got to about 13 grand in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. How and many credit cards over, over how many credit cards? Um, I'll say six or seven, like quite a lot. So this is interesting, right? And this is one thing which I realized at one point is that even mm -hmm. though I was in debt, I never knew the exact amount and I never knew how many credit cards I actually had at the time. I wouldn't have no, no, no knowledge of that, even though it was going no. on, it was just going on there. 
Um, and I think yeah. you've come to a realization, which I'm pretty sure you'll go into. But um, yeah, sorry. So carry on. Yeah. So got to got to about 13 grand of debt when I was about 24. Yeah, 24. So we'd spent a lot in a year, an awful lot, like probably the same amount of money in a year. We spent a lot of money when I was, I don't know what year that was, but yeah, when I was 24. Mm -hmm. And then um, we thought, right, we want to stop renting. We want to move. I want to buy somewhere, buy a property. So we moved out and we started saving for about six months. And that's when we started to pay off a bit of the debt. Mm -hmm. So in the space of six months, we managed to pay off two grand worth of debt and um, enough money for a deposit. Because when I we were applying for our mortgage, the mortgage people we went through said, your debt doesn't affect your mortgage, so you'd be better to put the money in your, for your deposit into your property as opposed to paying the debt off. Again, hindsight, wonderful thing, but you know, can't change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went direct to a bank for that. We didn't go through a mortgage advisor, okay. which, you know, maybe that's, I don't know. So we did it. We listened to them. We went ahead and brought our flat. And our flat at the time was. Can I just say, sorry, I have, to, oh, sorry, I have to say this just for a while. Yeah. Like, that just sounds like the worst advice that someone could have given. I know. Like that I sounds know. bizarre to me. Who I says know. that? And Who even says that time, to you? The bank, the well, bank said that to you. The bank said that to us. Yeah, the bank, the bank that we bank with said that to us. And at the time, we did question it at the time. We were like, really? You don't think we should yeah. carry on saving for this bit of time? And I think they kind of scared mongered us into the case of no, you don't need to. You don't need to. It's going to be there. You can just pay it off as and when. The amount of money you can borrow will not be affected by the debts that we had at that time i don't but were they know were if that... aware of how much uh, at, that, at that point how much debt you had outstanding yeah yeah they had all the i mean they had everything the yeah to be fair like some lenders are okay with that some lenders will take okay you've got debt, that's fine but we will still lend to you that's not a problem yeah. but sometimes as long as you've not got like ccjs or you know being blacklisted or bad credit yeah, and kept yeah. payments and stuff they see that more so than the actual amount yeah. so okay okay think... fine that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. But I do think, looking back at the age we were, so I was 24 when we brought our property, and my other half's 26. So I do think the age we were, maybe, maybe they could have said, we'd advise you put the money towards that and then stay at home for another six months and save. Mm -hmm. But um, I suppose it's didn't. a bank, right? They're, they're, it's like credit cards. Mm -hmm. They obviously want yeah, to get money out of you, like, and yeah, that's hundred percent. That's fair, I suppose. Yeah. Um, not great but okay okay uh, so we brought our place and we had to borrow we brought end up borrowing two grand off of a family member um to pay for these solicitor fees because it was a little bit over what we were what we had budgeted for at mm -hmm. the time um but they were fine with that so we moved out and then we spent the next years so between 24 and 25 years of age we paid off but i think we ended up paying off we paid off another thousand pounds, but because we borrowed the two grand of a family member, it basically equaled it again to 13,000. Okay. That seems to be our magical number. <laughs> Lucky then, sum. <laughs> yeah. Then um, my boyfriend proposed to me and we spent a year trying to decide what we we're going to do, where we wanted to get married and so on and so forth. And then you start getting prices and you think, oh, how... Where's how am I supposed from? to? 
Yeah. Mm. So my dad very kindly said, well, I will loan you 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Did your dad know that you had this outstanding debt? Yeah, my dad, I've always, I've got quite an open relationship with my dad. Okay, amazing. Um, He was always this, he, to me, is always like, you need to pay the off, you need to, you need to sort that out, sort that out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's the most important thing, because if you've got that hanging over your head, you, you haven't got the freedom to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, and it was actually around the age of 25, I started to realize I am in a real pickle here. Real pickle with the amount of money. So a little light bulb moment. I owe. And at that point, yeah, and it was actually, it was on my 25th birthday. I remember being lying awake at night, looking at my money, my bank, banking apps. And I was like, what is happening? What, what is going on? My other half was asleep. I remember just lying there, crying, thinking, what am I going to do? I'm 25 years old and I've got 23 grand of debt. Mm. How how does this even happen? Where do I even begin to sort this out? And what am I doing with my life, basically? And I just remember lying there, crying my eyes out and just trying to think, how, what am I going to do? And that was my light bulb moment. And I remember that crystal clearly. So, yeah, so that's how it happened. Just reckless spending. <laughs> no, no. You, do you know what? It's just it, it's it's so interesting to hear you say all of those things because they are so in today's mm-hmm. world and so easily accessible. Like credit cards are so easily accessible. Oh, it's, um, it's so, and especially with what's going on now, like the online spending side of it, it's so easy to be target yeah. marketed stuff like subconsciously targeted marketing for that handbag that you you searched for two months ago yeah it keeps popping up yeah. right and it's a subconscious self yeah. it's really dangerous it's really dangerous so you have to be really strong yeah. i think one thing which i know and i don't know if you felt like this too is that every day you know you're in debt every day at some point during the day you just know that you think fuck i'm in debt shit what am i gonna do like yeah because you go to yeah. purchase stuff and you're like okay i'm in debt but I want this thing, but I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a, it's a real grain yeah. on you. It's really, it's really bad. It's really, really yeah. terrible. Um, and I think people don't realise it is. It is. In that position. No, so. no. And actually, when you look at the stats of like um, suicide and stuff, a vast majority of it, when you scratch deep down, they mm. a lot of them had a hell of a lot of debt. Yeah. And it, it is that, that money side of, of, I don't know. Money controls everything. I know people say it doesn't, but it, it, my God, it does. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. I I would even go as far as saying like materialistic things. It controls everything in your brain. Like what you do day to day, Mm -hmm. especially when you go out, when you get in your car, when you go to the petrol station, when you go out to the restaurant, when you go out to the pub, whatever it might be, it's everywhere. It's every, it's always in your brain, especially when you're in debt. And it's, it can be a really depressing thing to think about. Okay. But let's yeah. let's let's move on. Just move on. So you had the light bulb moment. What happened mm-hmm. then? Yeah. So I had the light bulb moment, crying my eyes out in bed, and then I I don't even know. I think I started googling that same night. I started googling how to pay off debt, or uh, or like I'm 25 and I'm in X amount of debt. Like you know the forums. Mm-hmm. I was googling forums and seeing yeah. what I could find. And then I stumbled across Instagram. I'd already had Instagram personally. I came across Instagram and I found the hashtag debt-free community UK. 
Woo-hoo. And I, uh, yeah, I love I, that. I know. I was like, what is this rabbit hole? I'm down. This yeah. is amazing. And I started up an anonymous account originally, and I didn't post anything on it. I just was following people and watching their journeys and their inspirational words about I'm worrying like when they're posting their stories it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm not worrying about money I haven't even got any anything in tips or anything and I'd be thinking that's me I'm doing the same and people of all ages you've got people who are the same age as me on there um you've got people who are a lot older you know in their 60s due retiring and yeah, I found that, that night I found that and I was like, if these people are doing it, I can do it. What, what is it that I, what is it they're doing that I'm not doing? Yeah. So that was the moment. And when like seeing what these people post on their, a lot of them are anonymous because of the, there's a huge amount of stigma attached with debt and being embarrassed. Yeah. Huge. And I would say probably 98% of the accounts on Instagram are anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can understand because I was anonymous to begin with. Because there is, there's a, you think, oh no, someone's going to think, what, how, what, you think less of you. I mean, they don't, but you think that. Yeah. So, yeah, that night I found that and I joined and I started talking to all these women and men on, in this community about what it was that they were doing that was helping them get out of debt and different things like side hustles they were doing and different, uh, budgeting they were doing and books they were reading on it and I was like what is what is this world what what is this where's it all come I, from yeah it's, just, it's the start yeah. of the journey though right yeah it was it was the start of it and this finding this amazing community hmm. and I thought you know what I'm going to document my journey I'm going to hold myself accountable um because I will do it I will I will and I remember thinking like the first few months thinking how how it's possible but you can do it there's people that do it every day in that community and you see these posts and they're like i'm debt free and you're like you've paid off like 40 grand worth of debt and you're debt free i mean i've got less than you because if you can do it i can do it right so that's definitely definitely finding that community did you when you found that i mean i love that because that it's just one of those things especially with instagram which is is such a positive thing it's such a thing which can mm. really enrich you and empower you and just change your belief system and shift your mind yeah. like well back then i definitely couldn't have and i'll just spend money for the sake of spending money but now i'm like well actually let me be strategic about this and spend stuff which i actually need yeah. uh, rather than things i want and being able to build a structure yeah. a payment structure do you know what i love about mm. your instagram if you're listening to this go check out lynette's instagram what is it uh, Lynette Catherine, um, Lynette, Lynette Catherine. Yeah. Or, or go <laughs> yeah. to mine. Um, you'll search her in my, in my followers. Yeah. And, uh, the one thing I do love about yours is you've actually, you're updating exactly the, to the pound, how much debt you've got outstanding, but yes. even better, you've got the percentage. So what you're doing yes. there, and this is what I've learned is that again, psychologically, when you were spending money, you didn't realize how much you were spending. You were just spending it and you saw the small payment. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, imagine you had a percentage then to how much you pay every month, pay off to how much you were spending every yeah. month. You're just like, and then yeah. you're doing 
same thing, but trying to do it the reverse way. And that's what one mm-hmm. thing which I loved about your Instagram. And then I started searching mm-hmm. the debt free community. I was just like, oh, okay, this is amazing. Like, um, yeah. so I, I, I love the fact you're doing that. And how was that going? How are you like mentally around financial, the financial implications now? So I am a lot better. I'm a lot more, um, so I don't spend on cards anymore. I'm a lot more forceful with myself in that I am, you're not doing this anymore. You are paying them off. Do not spend on them. Um, I do not emotional spend anymore, but that's a huge learning curve. I've had to, that is just an insane learning curve you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've budgeted. I, I mean, I check my account, my I mean, bank account like three times a day now, like it's ingrained in my head almost obsessively yeah. to check that I'm not unnecessarily spending, but it is, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed how I think about things. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying about the percentage, that's a huge point actually, like you said, is that I, I find a percentage better in my head to look at compared to the value. Because psychologically for me, I'm like, oh, it's going down quicker. It's not, yeah. it's, it's the same. Psychologically for me, it's going down quicker, so. No, no, so true. And I, and I love that. And I do that with everything at the moment, even like if you're in jobs and you're doing, say, you've got sales targets, like it's all percentage, yeah. main, most of it's yeah. percentage based yeah. um, because you can really tap into like the nitty gritty financial side of it. And I, and I, and I love that. I really love that. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you had that light bulb moment to, so what was the figure? 23, did you say? 23,000? Yeah, it's 23,900 and something. So nearly 24. Nearly, this is 24, just 24. So, yeah. you know, so that was when you were 24. Five. 25 yeah so, so i am 20 so how old am i 26 nearly 27 and i am oh, oh 13,900 now so that's what's well, over 50 almost 50 percent right no more than 50 percent. yeah 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 so, so my, yeah. Grand, yeah. yeah. So my granddad very kindly said don't worry about the money we owe him anymore so yeah two years i we we have i have paid more to debt than I have towards myself and my fiance and our lives. But do you know what? It's actually a role reverse because you, because you're paying more towards your debt. You're actually self-caring you and your situation a whole yeah. lot better. So how much happened? No, that's a very good way of looking at it. Going through, going through this process now, like how, how much happier are, are you now just in yourself, in your financial, as opposed to back then? so much happier like the the relief of of thinking right i've budgeted this much money can't go over that much money but i've budgeted that much money and it's the relief of thinking i'm paying this off i haven't got to what i'm not spending on it because i've I've learned and controlled my behavior Mm. and it's it's the i don't know so it's so unless i'm trying it's hard to explain it it's just this relief of like a weight has been lifted not fully because i'm still on it i'm still trying to pay it but it's 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 getting there it's being lifted off me and it's it's Mm -hmm. just the most i'm proud i'm proud yeah that's that is a that's probably what i'm proud because i've learned as a person to control myself i've learned um i don't need all these things that you think you need um but it's it's changed changed everything changed my thinking it's changed my day-to-day life um, but you said before the spending, uh, when you go into a restaurant, you think it's all around you, but now I'm like, no, right. 
you can't grow this much money, but you can still have a good time. Like, I can still have a good time. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah. 100%. Um, look, well done, uh, Lynette. I think that's um, credit where credit's due. And I know there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of other people out there, especially in your community, who have got a lot more debt. They like, might be 50, 60, 70, 80 yeah. grand or whatever. Uh, I was watching this uh, YouTube video the other day. It was like, the guy was 150 grand in debt. Uh, and he was earning hundred hundred thousand, sorry, yeah, hundred thousand dollars a year, but he was still wow. hundred and fifty grand in debt, and he couldn't clear mm-hmm. the hundred and fifty grand in debt, even though he was earning almost like much, yeah. like two thirds. Yeah. it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so it it just shows that it can affect. It's awful. At any point. Yeah, and it just escalates. It escalates so so easily, and I don't think society. Um give it a day unless it's directly affected you in a negative way yeah which mostly does but, um especially like you know you, you get those letters for offering you a credit card at the age of 18 um, how is that even acceptable in society easily done easily done no, absolutely um mm-hmm. I, I mean that's amazing so yeah i would be interested to hear so have you got a target date to when you're actually um going to be debt free Oh, so I have, yes. Um, we are looking. Hopefully, go on, hold yourself accountable uh, now. Let's, let's go on. I know, I've not put this anywhere either. I've never posted this. We are looking at December 21. So, okay. 15, it's full 15 months from now. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. December 21, it will have gone. So, by the end of next year, you are going to be debt yeah. free. And oh, yeah. what would you think? How, how do you think you would feel making that last payment? I don't know. I think I'll have to I mean, go out on the piece to tell yeah. you. Yeah, um, bye. I, I'm not, I'm not yeah, bye. Let's get more into that um, now. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I think I will feel a huge sense of accomplishment that I've managed to control my behaviour, my spending, change my thinking. Um, but paying that last payment off, I think I'll be like, oh. Oh, I don't think I'll believe it, to be honest yeah. with you, because it's, it's been such a huge part of my adult life. Yeah. I don't think I will believe it for a long time. And I think actually a lot of people who are debt-free in the community now, that they are, I think they'd say the same. You're like, well, where's my money going? If my money, I've got money. I'm not spending like a thousand pounds on paying my money, my, my debt off every month, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm just going to finish off in a moment, but where, what would you say to someone who is jumping into their early 20s was in the same situation as you that might be listening to this, that maybe hasn't realized or maybe has realized, but still a bit scared of the fact that they are still in debt, which you were uh, and I was, what would you say to them? What would you, what advice would you give them? Um, I think I would say go on Instagram, check out the debt free community firstly, mm-hmm. and learn you're not the only one in that position. Uh, number two, I would say get a good budget. 100% you've got to get a good budget um, realize what you're spending your money on and where it's going mm-hmm. um, just just on that do you have like an excel spreadsheet or something like so you know exactly yes, what's coming in yeah I'm rather obsessed <laughs> and you love it right and you love it yeah I love it I never used to be I hated maths IT everything in school hated it hated it and now I'm like, give me a spreadsheet, give me a budget. Addictive. I want, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it is. But because you, you get the visual, you can see your end goal. So you're like, right, I can yeah. see this. I'm working towards something. But yeah, I definitely say if you're start, if you're in the same position I was, 
check out Instagram. You can talk to anyone at any time of day. Cause it's a worldwide, like the Australian community is huge. American community as well. It's a huge community. Um, so yeah, check that out. Get a good budget. Learn to love spreadsheets because you will if you've got a good budget. And you're not the only one in that position. Don't feel alone. Like yeah. it, it can be the most depressing thing, but you're not alone. This yeah. is a huge amount of people doing it. Huge amount. So, yeah. I love that. Amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I would love to get you back on at the end of <laughs> well, maybe December 2021. <laughs> let's do another. Let's do another podcast. No. How how far and how long how long that journey's been and how it was for you. Um, yeah. And if you are still on target or if you veered, veered away, or even if you cleared it earlier, you never know. You yeah. can, I'm into, you can win the lottery and get five numbers and win 20 grand and be like, oh. Well, you never know. If you manifest it, it will happen. So. <laughs> well, that's the funny. I, I saw you on your Instagram the other day. You're, you're getting massively into the law of attraction. And I love that book. Yeah. As well. um, what is yeah. that book called? Just yeah. in case anyone wants to go and buy it or, or, or search for it. Um, well, I've been reading The Secret, um, yeah. but I've also got a, it's a, it's a Law of Attraction planner. Um, that's it, yeah, that's the one. Huge. And it's, um, yeah, Law of Attraction planner. It's pink. I've actually got it right next to me. Amazing. So, yeah, it's, um, it's just it's on Amazon and it's, it's Freedom, Mas- Freedom Mastery. There you go, Freedom Mastery. But I've been working through that and it's, it's really good at putting your goals and your mission statement into perspective. Yeah. So, love yeah. that. Love that. Amazing. All right, Lynette. Well look, um thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. Um I know it's the first time you've done a podcast, so thank you. I'm forever grateful for that. And um yeah, let's check in next year um, and see how you're getting on and, and yeah, what the journey is anyway. um, But yeah, if you've taken yeah. anything away from this and you've got this far and you're still listening, thank you so much. Um if Lynette's uh story has um has touched you or or is relatable to you then please i'm sure just reach out i'm sure you'll be able to are you happy for people to reach yeah. out in position definitely, um, definitely, definitely check out that debt free community it sounds powerful um i always say surround yourself mm. with like-minded people and watch the magic happen and you know you, you, it really does it really does change things um yeah same with that it really does um so yeah no yeah. um thank you so much and uh yeah let's let's speak next year but i'll, I'll chat to you later yes, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the ignite your mind podcast this is a safe place for real talk and discovering powerful stories talking about mental health real business journeys and hearing inspiring stories please do subscribe if you are listening to this on spotify youtube or apple Podcasts and leave me a comment and more importantly share this with anyone who you think may take value from it new podcast every friday at 12 p.m i look forward to seeing you next week Thank you.